When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, rocking it and rolling it into the 80s, is Matthew uh, 80s. Ah, I can't think. But Matthew Haas. I, can't, I couldn't think of okay. a, good, That's good. a good nickname this time. Um, I'm just going to call you uh, Matthew. Oh, I like that. Just like a one name thing. Yes. Like print. Okay. You're yeah, like you're like, right. you're like Prince or Cher or Madonna. Yeah. Okay. All popular in the eighties. I mean, I wasn't that popular in the eighties because I was just like a little kid. But like, um, but they all were. So they they all were. Yeah. yeah so it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, today on the show, child, I'm an eighties and nineties child. Yes. Because I was I was born in the early '80s, so I have enough memories of the '80s to be considered an '80s child. But I was primarily more '90s, early to mid '90s child. So um, I'm like in that little in between, you know, place or whatever. Yeah, I was born so, in the late '70s, so I was an '80s child. Yeah, a little bit of exactly. '90s, not much '90s, yeah. but a little bit. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, anyways. On today's show, as we venture into our series called Pilot Era, where we look at television shows that lasted one season or less, and we look at the pilot episode of those shows, we're looking at that 80s show, a show that premiered in January of 2002... And aired its last episode in May of 2002. <laughs> it had 13 episodes. It was kind of, but not a, it was not a direct, but kind of a spinoff of that 70s show. Which was a, you know, much better, more loved television show. Maybe it was not, a hit. Maybe not so much right now with the Danny Masterson of it all. But, um... <laughs> Right. That's okay. <laughs> he was still good on the show. I can't deny that. Um, right. So, this was a obviously a period sitcom that took place in the 1980s. This wasn't like the 1880s. Because <laughs> that would have been a completely different show. Right. And maybe better. Yeah. <laughs> um. The show was uh, created by Mark Brazil, who is a Facebook friend of mine. Hi, Mark. And um, <laughs> Terry Turner and uh, Linda Wallum. Um, Mark and Terry both uh, were two of the co-creators of uh, that 70s show. Um, it starred in his first television show, television performance, Glenn Howerton as Corey <laughs> Howard a struggling musician who lives at home with his sister and his father and works at a place called Permanent Record, a record store. <laughs> um, it also has Tinsley Grimes as Katie Howard, his sister. Um, Shiler Lee as June Tuesday, 
<laughs> um, a punk rock chick. Eddie Shin is a yuppie guy who's like <laughs> in love with uh, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Brittany Daniel as uh, Corey's bisexual ex-girlfriend who has an unrequited crush on Corey's sister, Katie. Stand-up comic Margaret Smith as Margaret, an ex-hippie rock groupie and owner of Permanent Record. And uh, Jeff Pearson as R.T. Howard, Corey and Katie's divorced father. Yep. That is your yep. cast, folks. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what happened in this pilot here, Matt? <clears throat> well, got to clear my throat because I got a lot to say. Um, what happened is they the show really 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 wants you to understand that it takes place in the 80s like it's very like paramount that like you know it's in the 80s like get it like at dance club you know two wall street guys are like oh is my nose bleeding because get it cocaine 80s wall street um you know a guy's on his mobile phone like i'm i'm at a phone it's not a pay phone I got, and he, like, shakes his ice. Like, you hear the ice? It's like, get it? Sorry, one of your Facebook friends is like the Korean. Um, yeah. I don't mean to be too harsh. But anyway, um, it, 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 so it starts off like, um, you know, um, Glenn Howerton's character, Corey, is, like, at the dance club, and he, like, he ends up finding, like, his ex-girlfriend there, and he, he doesn't even realize that they've actually broken up all the way or whatever. Um and she's like, like, no, it was, it was a real breakup and stuff like that. And, you know, sorry if there was like any, you know, miscommunication or whatever. And you know, he's just kind of like pretending to not, you know, believe her or whatever. And uh, you know, he goes home. Uh, his dad is like, kind of like a jokey kind of character. I don't really know how to really pinpoint his very, very now. male chauvinist, misogynistic sort of. Uh, yeah. Typical dad of the '80s sort of thing. Yeah, he's just kind of got that thing. And plus, too, he's like, you know, he dotes on his daughter as being like the, you know, like the, you know, the good one. Like, oh, she's an entrepreneur because she's like trying to do a candle business or some or service or whatever. Yeah. And I, which is funny because they talk about his philosophy degree, which is hilarious because he plays Jack Griffin in AP Bio, and he literally is like a philosophy professor at a philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny, you know. Um, <laughs> not sure if that was connected at all, or you know, probably not. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of funny, you know. Um, and uh, he works at the you know, the record store, and like the owner is just like. <sighs> I don't even really know what, like, she's like a blank slate character. I mean, she doesn't really have, like, any emotions at all. Like, she's just kind of like, yeah. oh, well, I used to hook up with this rock star, you know, like, type of thing. Like, in, 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 in really good, uh, actually, they did write to Margaret Smith's strength, though, because that's how she does. She's a really, really funny stand-up comic. Okay. And um, that's kind of how her delivery is, and okay. it works really well in the stand-up world. Maybe not so much in a sitcom. But, yeah, yeah. But her, she's kind of this one-note, kind of one-liner sort of. Okay. Really funny comic. <clears throat> uh, she was really big in the, like, <clears throat> I don't know, '90s and 2000s and stuff. So okay. I think she writes for Ellen DeGeneres now or something. But she's uh, she's pretty funny. That's cool. Yeah, so for some reason, though, he gives his buddy a ride to work every day, even though he's, like, some big-time, which I didn't really understand that um, aspect of it. It's like he's, like, some, like, I don't know, corporate dude or whatever, um, and yet he can't afford his own car for some reason or something and needs, like, his philosophy major best friend works at a record store to take him to work at whatever. Well, it, it should and be like, that. It's probably that he wants to be a big, you know, time yuppie, but he's not really a yuppie. Oh, I see. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He's, um, I don't know, just a weird, like, the weird thing about this episode, okay, is like, it seems like half the time it's trying to be like a satire about like a show from the 80s, and then half the time it's, it's almost like pretending to be a show from the 80s but like not 
not really done on purpose. Like, that wasn't, like, the intention, you know? Like, because, like, when they're riding in the car, there is, like, this funny moment, a brief funny moment, um, where they're like, like, you know, I can't believe what happened to you. And, like, I can't believe what happened to you and all this kind of stuff. And, like, you know, and, like, the, you know, you know, his friends, like, listening to, like, one of these, like, self-help bullshit tapes, like, I am successful and, you know, all this kind of stuff to, like, you know, pump them up or whatever. And then uh, Corey takes the tape out and puts uh, talking heads in there. You know, um, <clears throat> the guy's like, you know, like, you know, the lyrics basically saying, like, how did I get here? This is not my beautiful life or whatever. And then, like, uh, Corey's like... I deserve a big house, you know, like kind of making fun of it, you know, I, I deserve a beautiful wife, you know, so it's like, it's kind of funny, he's razzing them a little bit, and all of a sudden it gets into like, just such a cheesy, you know, like, oh, okay, so that brief moment was taken away now with, you know, this thing, and I don't know, man, just, uh, not a lot really happened in this episode, really. So, um, so, so basically, then, you know, uh, Corey gets to work. He goes there, and uh, while he's there, he uh, is upset because, you know, he just got broken up with. And uh, it the, one of the I did like the delivery of Margaret, where he's, he says he says uh, something like uh, something like you know I I just I got broken up with uh, I, I I got dumped by my uh, dumped by my girlfriend for a woman. And she's like, it happens. <laughs> just, the, yeah. just the way she said it, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but, uh, so, while he's there, he ends up meeting uh, June, Tuesday, played by mm-hmm. Shyler Lee, um, which is really weird to see. I just want to point this out, because if you're a fan of her on Grey's Anatomy, or uh, which she was on for a little bit, or uh, especially Supergirl, which mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of, and I know you are, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. She, uh, you can't even believe that's the same actress, really. I can't, no. No. Kind of shows her strengths, that she's mm-hmm. versatile as an actress. Um, the, uh, yeah, she's this punk rock chick with, like, really spiky hair. Um, they have their little tete-a-tete, their meet-cute, their, uh, you know, <laughs> their, their, their little, like, you know, oh, I'm a punk, you can't deal with it, and, oh, I'm a, I'm a guy with a haircut from the Blue Lagoon, you know, another 80s reference. Um, right. yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like, you know, you, you, you probably used to listen to the Bay City Rollers, and then... He leaves, and she's just like, "I did like the Bay CD Rollers." <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm Plus, just... too, I, I did like that line though when when she came in for the first time. He's like, "Oh look, there's punk rock Brewster over there." Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was good. I like that line. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Rooster. You said Brewster. No, you know, I said Brewster, like Punky Brewster. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought I thought he said Rooster. Oh, okay. Hmm. But I'm not sure because. I just assume because that show was from the eighties. Yeah, know. it could um, be. It could be that he was going. Either one of them is kind of funny. Um, yeah, yeah. But I like punk rock Brewster better than Rooster. <laughs> That's um, a good band name right there, punk rock Rooster. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, Punky and the Brewsters. <laughs> no, I'm no, I had a punk band once for like a like a really short while, and I I, I actually had um really stupid song titles like one was called punky brewster will you marry me like you know um like just like whatever like just stupid stuff like just because i was watching episodes of the show one day and i was like oh that's a that's a good title for a show the the lyrics had actually nothing to do with the show whatsoever uh it was just that was the name of the song and um and then we had another one called i shot jr I was basically watching a lot of like '80s shows, I think, and it just for some reason, and and of course that song had nothing to do with Jr. or being shot. And in fact, actually, in the lyrics, I even specifically mentioned that I shot Jr. is a metaphor for losing hope in life. No idea why. Um, the band only lasted about a month, and it was just me and my brother, him on guitar and me on vocals, no, no drums. Well, you, not you, not even a drum. 
was yeah, you lasted a fourth of the time that this TV show lasted. Yeah, I guess so. We did one <laughs> performance at uh, Headliners or the Hard Hat Cafe, as it was called back then, I think, for a battle of the. This is a weird story. Sorry. Uh, so I'll, I'll be done in a second. Uh, <clears throat> for a, like for a battle of the bands thing, and I swear to God, though, like people actually loved our our performance, even though it was completely ridiculous. Like I think it's because they knew it was a big joke. Because yeah. I because we open up with a song called the Albanian Slave Revolt, um, <clears throat> which was just a completely botched history lesson that I had read off the internet one time, where it was about how. I guess like the Ottoman Empire was trying to encroach upon Albania or something like that, and then the Albanians revolted against them. So I was like, "Oh, cool, the Albanian slave revolt." Okay, I guess that sounds cool. And uh, the lyrics to that song were pretty stupid. Uh, anyway, sorry, that was just a weird, uh, <laughs> weird tangent right there. But we were called Attack of the Id. I came up with that name, and the Id, you know, is like the opposite of the ego. Yeah. Um, the Id's kind of like basically like the stuff you don't have control over it's kind of like the you know the reactions that you have when you don't have like a strong ego to put you in check or whatever anyway yeah fun times uh and and speaking of punky brewster you should check out the uh check out the the, the peacock um uh the Peacock reboot of that, that was really good. Also on Hulu, Soleil Moon Fry has a documentary out that she directed called Kid 90, which I watched, which I highly recommend anybody watch. It's, yeah. it's her uh, home movies and stuff from when she, from the 90s when she was growing up. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's 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 pretty, I don't know, it, it's it's very moving documentary. I highly <clears> recommend <throat> it. Um, so anyways, um, back to the that 80s show. So, um, yeah, so, so, so later on, um, oh yeah, the, the dad came into the store. Was that before or after? When was that? He, uh, I don't know. At some point he comes into the store. This was after he got broken up with, I think. Cause she, she mentioned, yeah, because that, at first, you know, the boss said, you know, like you're going to be both working together or whatever. And then I think the next day. Yeah. Uh, so. There's like there's like yeah. a scene at one point where it's just oh yeah oh yeah the the scene where uh, um the 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 sister Katie mm-hmm. is uh just sitting there randomly eighties in eighty be, being completely nineteen eighties there we go <laughs> yeah um yeah so she's just sitting there with a wine cooler in her hand you know. Listening to uh, "Love Is a Battlefield" on the MTV or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and singing along with it and dancing, and then uh, Sophia, Brittany Daniels' character, the ex-girlfriend of the brother, comes over. Blah blah blah. She ends up uh, kissing Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the name of my band, Kissing Katie. Um, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We uh we only play uh hymns from the fifteenth century. It's it's a weird thing, but you know, <laughs> you know it is what it is. Um, yeah. but uh the um the whole uh yeah she kisses she kisses Katie and then um Katie's like whoa 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 what's up you know sort of thing you know kind of yeah. doesn't you know. She wants to be friends still and blah 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 and so then we have a scene later on these may be out of order folks but it doesn't matter it really <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> where they're yeah, watching the, the, where they're watching dynasty and they're doing a drinking game where you you take a shot every time somebody slaps somebody on dynasty yeah which by the way probably happened only like once an episode <laughs> So you would have yeah. to watch several episodes of Dynasty to actually get drunk. I'm yeah. just saying. But they were but they were taking shots like every 20 seconds or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it didn't happen um, that often on the show, really. I mean, it was known for that. But it wasn't like the show was just people slapping each other. <laughs> it happened, you know, 
maybe twice or three times an episode at the most, you know? <laughs> maybe they had like a VHS and they just recorded all the parts where they slapped and then they just took a shot. Um, it looked know, like they were actually watching an episode. So um, <laughs> I'm just no, saying. No, my, my headcanon, yeah. they recorded it. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> it's like, yeah. it, 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 it'd be like the equivalent of watching, um, I don't know, like, the office and taking a shot every time Michael gets mad at Toby. <laughs> yeah. Which is maybe once an episode, maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just kind of stupid. But, um, so, uh, they've got this stupid game they're drinking and everything, and then, um, she lets, uh, she lets Corey know that, uh, that Sophia kissed her. And, uh, yep. Yep. Do you want to take a yep. break, Matt? Sure. Because <laughs> my head hurts. We'll take a wine cooler break, or maybe that, that will be one of the commercials. Who knows? Yes. Um, yes. Maybe Bartles and James are going to sponsor us. <laughs> Remember Bartles and James? No, actually. It was a wine cooler company, and these two old dudes were in the commercials, and they were sitting on a porch and just talking about Bartles and James. Anyways. Oh, geez, I think I vaguely remember that. <laughs> um, is that the one that had, like, the foil that you had to unwrap to to drink it? I don't know, because I was a child at the time, and... Well, no, me too. But, <laughs> yeah, I was drinking wine coolers, and I was, like, a four-year-old. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're going to be right back, folks. Bye. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. And thank you for your support. That's what Bartles and James used to say at the end of their ads. <laughs> Do they? Yep. Oh. <laughs> That's all. Wow. That's all, folks. Okay, anyways, um, <laughs> we're back. Um, so, um, I had to look that up on break. Um, so, <laughs> the, um, so, so this show, mm-hmm. we've learned that love is a battlefield. Yes. <clears throat> and that, uh, you know, that is not my beautiful house. That is not my beautiful wife. Um, yeah. Yep. We've learned a lot so far, haven't we? About the 80s. Yes. It it, it, it takes place in the 80s. Do you understand that? <clears throat> yes. By the way, it takes place in the 80s. Um it's in yeah. the it's it's in it's in the title. It is yes. So in the title. So next in this episode, after you know, they find out that uh, Sophia kissed Katie. Um. At, at some point, Corey decides to go work for his dad. Oh yes. In a. In something shoehorned into this episode that could have been a whole episode itself. Mm-hmm. Just want to mm-hmm. point that out. Yeah. No major offense to the writing, but it was like they were trying to fit too much into this episode, but not enough at the same time. 
Right, a pilot. They're trying to make sure they can fit everything in, as you know, you know, to make sure that you know yeah. it got picked up by the network, probably. But usually, the you know the the quote unquote artsy guy going to work for his dad thing is usually a whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <clears throat> yeah, but he he goes there. His dad's like an ad executive or something, and he's trying to come up with ideas, and he can't come up with any. The end. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, like there was an interesting moment there that it was um, it was very classic Glenn Howerton, but before he really like perfected his craft, like yeah. his Dennis Miller slash not Dennis Jack Miller, Griffin. Dennis Reynolds. Yeah, sorry, Dennis <laughs> Dennis Miller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, totally different. Totally different character. Or act, or character, I guess you'd call it. Anyway, because uh, I don't think, I think he's full of shit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, he's like, you know, that, you know, he's basically trying to come up with a slogan for like a weed whacker or something like that. And his dad comes in, and he, you know, he's like, how are you doing, son? He's like, taking a nap. And he's like, I got nothing or whatever. Just yeah. like, but it was like before he was able to sort of perfect that kind of. It's very, it's, um, it's, it's, it's very Dennis Reynolds or Jack Griffin. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. His character on AP Bio. Um, yeah, it, it was interesting. It did have very Glenn Howerton. Mm-hmm. You know, and Glenn Howerton is just funny. I mean, this Fine. show has a good cast. It does. The writing isn't totally horrible, but it's too reliant on the 80s. Yeah. Um, that's the problem. But anyways, um... Yeah. Yeah, the, um... So so he he can't do that so he comes back to work at the store. There were some other scenes. They're pointless. And um <laughs> um yeah, I mean what, what else happened? I mean, I'm trying to think. There, there there's yeah, a scene, went, there, there's back. a scene where they're at the dance club and yeah. uh and uh Sophia hugs Katie. In yeah. kind of a sensual way. That's about it that happens there. Yeah, she apologizes for, like, I guess, hitting yeah. on her or something like that. Yeah. Or, or whatever. And, um, uh, what, what, was, what was Corey's friend's name? Uh, oh, Roger. Yeah. Roger, okay. I, I was thinking Eddie, but that was that's his real name, right? Yeah, Eddie Shannon uh, is his real name. Yeah. Okay, so that's, his, that's actually the actor's name. Yeah, so Roger, um, he says something like, Oh, I go both ways too. By the way, oh, by the way too. Like th- their their depiction of bisexuality in this show is very eighties. Um, if that was intentional or not, because it's just very like yeah. Because there was crude, a like, there was a line earlier in the episode <laughs> where he said where where Glenn Howerton's character said uh, said she's like a vegan that likes turkey every once in a while. Right, and it's like. Mm, that's very simple, like oversimplification. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, very interesting. I don't want to go on too much of a tangent here, but there's very interesting debate right now between people who use the phrase pansexuality and bisexuality, and um, the a lot of the people who use the word pansexuality they they believe that bisexual. Um, doesn't cover enough ground, I guess, but but pe- a lot of people from like the early '90s who are bisexual basically say, well, pretty much bisexuality at that time pretty much means the same thing what you call pansexuality. So it's kind of like a wash. Like you you use your yeah. term, we use our term. Pretty much means the same thing, you know. So it's interesting to to kind of see like it's a weird tangent i know um yeah. see how words evolve and change and stuff like that and but yeah. at the same time the old words might actually have and the then, same meaning and then how people like, then how people get so pissed off when words change or things change in the world or you know you can't be more yeah, exactly. accepting or or you know progressive or or uh open to more things you know it's just like so stupid because yeah you know it's it is what it is um yeah. <laughs> the world sucks but anyways, he goes back to work. He comes outside to take out the trash, and uh, Tuesday is out there with her hair down. Yep. And uh, they have they have their little. Uh, he says, "Get off the the owner's Harley," because she's sitting up against a Harley. Right. And um, 
she's got her hair down. He's basically trying to imply that, oh, you know, you 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 took you got to admit that you took your hair down because of something I said. Right. Because women never think for themselves, by the way. Anyways, um, yeah, well, that's very eighties. Um, yeah. And plus two, that could have been an arc that went at least you know six or ten episodes, not just one episode of like you know what I mean. Like, well, well, I did. I mean, I don't remember most of it, but I did watch every episode of the of the show when it was on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Sadly. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It um just because it was like there was you know this was before I had like you know you couldn't there was no Netflix and shit you know so right, <laughs> it <yeah>. was like <laughs> um you know we didn't have the options to watch whatever we want whenever we want um right. You taped everything. Yeah, took out your VHS tapes and or DVDs or whatever. So I watched most of the episodes. I should say, probably not all of them, but they kind of uh, went into a a whole thing where there was a will they won't they sort of thing with June and oh, okay. and Corey, and they kind of did start dating each other in the whole second half of the series, the last you know six episodes. Um, <laughs> we're, uh, mm-hmm. we're 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 kind of about you know the. The, their relationship in a way they were yeah, kind of cool. the they were kind of the um the eric foreman and uh and donna uh pinciati of this show you know uh, donna yeah there you go yeah donna, yeah. donna pinciati kind of i mean yeah. they were i mean eric and donna were kind of more similar to each other yeah but they, i'm just saying they were kind of the central couple yeah. of the show um <clears throat> yeah yeah so which is hard to, you know, really gauge on 13 episodes. Right. Um, did you want to take another break here, Matt? And then we can come back. And now that we've kind of basically, that's ba- well, basically, oh, yeah, I got to figure out how I got to kind of explain how this ended. Um, <laughs> they they have their little fight. Their fight flirting. And yeah. and he says something about getting coffee and she's like, I was already going to get coffee. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if exactly. you want to if you want to follow me, you can, you know. Right, yeah. And so that's basically how the show ends. Yep. <laughs> Except for there's like a little after credits thing where uh, Katie and Corey are Ugh. singing at the piano for some reason. God. Singing some Carpenter song <gasps> or something. and uh, Some stupid song. Um, yeah. And the dad's like, how much do I got to pay you to stop? And then they start singing worse, you know. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know. Yeah. It was kind of like, uh, almost kind of like remind me of All in the Family a little bit. The like, way it was shot the... was kind of very All in the Family sitting at a Yeah. Corner, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, do you want to take a break now, Matt? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll come Let's back and we'll talk some trivia and some reviews of this uh, glorious show. Yeah. It's the ninja from the Ask the Angry Ninja Show saying, come listen to the show. We got the ninja wife to give you your movie reviews. We got the conscript to give you the ninja news. And we got the battle to talk about your sports. And as always, it is the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. So ask me a question. We'll give you the ninja knowledge you need for your ninja life. Search for us anywhere you get your podcast from. Just search for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show and enjoy the show. And we are back. Those were some great ads. I agree. I don't know what they were for. Yeah, but I I guess they were good. Yeah. Hopefully. And, uh, thank you for your support. Yeah. As Bartles and James would say. Um, <laughs> so, um, okay. Here's this website I found called uh, Terrible TV Shows. Oh, boy. And here's a uh, here's uh, what they have as why it sucks. I'm just going <laughs> to... Despite being a spinoff of that 70s show, it has nothing in common with that show besides the name. It was only made to cash in on the newly emerged 1980s revival that dominated the 2000s. 
None of the cast members of the characters from that 70s show appear in the spinoff. Bland one-dimensional characters. All of the daring stuff that made that 70s show popular is absent in this spinoff. Cheap and forced humor that relies on 1980s references. Boring episode plots. Pointless celebrity cameos from the 80s. Celebrities like Tiffany and Pat Benatar. Similar to Henry Danger in many modern sitcoms, this show overuses the laugh track as if the audience was high on cocaine. <laughs> yeah, redeeming qualities. A good selection of 1980s music, such as Killing Joke's 80s as the main theme. <laughs> and then the second thing that they have is, there are a handful of funny jokes. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, here's some trivia. The show was Glenn Howerton's acting debut. Oh, wow. Um, Corey Howard, Glenn Howerton's character, is supposedly the, the cousin of Eric Foreman from that 70s show, which is never brought up in the series itself. What? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because the night before this show premiered, Brittany Daniels, who plays uh, Sophia, played Eric's cousin in an episode of that 70s show. Wow. So, But she wasn't his cousin in this show. From what, from what side of the family would, would that be? His dad? I don't know. Or, I don't know if they ever said. I, I just remember, it was like, it, the name of the show was like Eric's hot cousin. Um, uh, yeah. Interesting. It was like this point where Eric even had a crush on his cousin sort of storyline. It was weird. Huh. Um... I guess uh, later on in the show, Charlie Day appeared. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so three of the show's actors, Glenn Howerton, Charlie Day, and Brittany Daniel, would go on to star in the well-received adult sitcom It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as wow. uh, as Dennis Reynolds, Charlie Kelly, and Carmen the Transsexual. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, I forgot that Brittany was in that. She played the tra- the Carmen. Okay. Yeah. So there's some trivia here. Um, here's some user reviews from the Internet Movie Database. Here's one called, How Bad Can TV Get? This was from <laughs> HN93, written on the 18th of March, 2002. What a poor effort. <laughs> that 80s show aired in New Zealand tonight, and it was a new high in low for TV. Seriously, unfunny, lame characters, and poor cash-in on the success of that 70s show. Anyone who derives enjoyment out of this probably can't remember yesterday, let alone the 1980s. Good one, Fox. <laughs> Cancel Married with Children and Futurama and put this on? Quality program. Nah. Who needs that? Wait. When did they cancel Married with Children? It went off the air shortly before that. And um, honestly, oh, wow. and honestly, Married with Children ended on its own terms. It was never canceled. Okay. So that's... Yeah, but They did cancel Futurama and then it was brought back later on. <clears throat> in, on right. On, on, Comedy Central. Um, right, yeah. Interesting. Okay, here here's one called Too Bad. This was written on March 19th, 2003 from Darth Bill. <laughs> um, it really wasn't all that different from that 70s show. Just about every joke was thrown in. Mm. Some funny, some not. I admit I only tuned in to see the adorable Tinsley Grimes. I uh, think the show could have become something better than it was if it had been given more of a chance. And also, if the writers had taken it more slowly with things like the love-hate relationship between Corey and Tuesday. I think another problem with the show was the lead character of Corey himself. The writers weren't sure what to do with him. He was supposed to be a nice guy. He was supposed to be a jerk. They hadn't figured him out yet. Um, but that's why you have to give a show like this time so you can flesh out your characters and figure out who they really are. 
Yeah. Okay. And she she was adorable, by the way. Yeah, I I liked her. She she had like a recurring role on on Smart Guy. Hmm. The you know, the the show about the kid who is smart. I don't remember that one. Uh, it was a it was a show. It's it starred uh, um, T J Moiri, the the um the brother of uh, Tia and Tamara, and um. And then um, also had uh, Omar Gooding, the brother of uh, Cuba Gooding, and um, <laughs> I just wanted to point that out that there were two <laughs> brothers of other people that are more famous. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, they, it, it was a really good show. It was a it was like a TGIF um, show that I think transferred over to the WB. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's on Disney Plus. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Cool. The pilot episode is shot on the sets of Boy Meets World. Okay. And then they get their own set in the second episode. So, just letting you know that. Um, okay. So, um, but no, she, she had like a small role on that from time to time, and I always thought she was cute. Um, okay. Here's a 10 out of 10 review. Um. Yeah. This was written on April 21st of 2017 by Alan Veets. I'm sorry, but I love this show. I loved it when it first aired. I just watched every episode again, and I love it still. It's not just funny, it's witty. Eddie Shin and Tinsley Grimes are laugh-out-loud funny. Glenn Howerton and Shiler Lee are adorable as the will-they-won't-they couple. And Brittany Daniels, Margaret Smith, and Jeff Pearson are great filling out the cast. Yes, this makes fun of the 80s. I lived through the 80s. There was a (laughs) lot to make fun of. If you can watch this series without a smile on your face, then you don't want to be happy. (laughs) Eh, okay. Yeah. The thing is... Like being corny and stuff like that—that's that's fine. But like, the show was, there, there's a way to do it. It was like, too you know reliant. I mean? like, too reliant on the '80s is what the problem was. It's like because that seven, yeah, that yeah. '70s show took place in the '70s. It, it's like there, right. there are good shows that take place in the '70s <clears throat> or the '80s or whatever decade they're supposed to be. They take like like the Wonder Years took place in the '60s. <clears throat> yes, and. Yes. But it didn't rely on the fact that it took place in the 60s for for its heart and humor. Yeah, exactly, too. And it's like, there's a way to, you can still drop references yeah. to the area you're in, but, like, that shouldn't be, like, the butt of the joke. Or like, So, for example, like, I know in one of the episodes of that 70s show, they were trying to get, like, tickets to go to Led Zeppelin or something like that. But, like, the joke wasn't, like, Let's Zeppelin get it seventies, like you know what I mean. Like yeah, you, you, you can still you could have yeah. you could have written that in modern days, and they could have been trying to get tickets to Taylor Swift. You know what I right. mean? It's like exactly. it doesn't yeah. have to be what you know, whatever it is. Um, the uh, the I mean, and, and it's like you know, like like Freaks and Geeks took place in the eighties. Yeah, but that wasn't the point of the show. No, that show is still relevant to this day. Yeah, I mean, like you can watch that show. show. You can watch that show and be born, you know, ten years ago and still enjoy it. Not maybe not ten right. years ago, but yeah. twenty years ago. Well, know, maybe not ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so you probably shouldn't. Yeah, if you're ten and you're watching Freaks and Geeks. I don't know. There might be something wrong with you. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> it's kind of like you know. It's kind of like the the point of some of of sitcoms a lot. Like you know, the point of The Office isn't the fact that it takes place in an office. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's about the characters. It's not about the the time period or the setting, and that's right, what makes yeah. you like a show. It's not you know, oh we're funny because we're in an office, or oh we're funny because it's the seventies, or oh we're funny because it's the eighties, or oh it's funny because it's the sixties. No, it's because right. of, you know when it took place. I mean, I mean what? Not it's not because of when it took place. It's because of. The characters and the plots right. that could happen anywhere or any time, almost. You know, um, yeah. That's the problem with this show. Um, 
So, uh, would you recommend anyone watch this show, Matt? Uh, <clears throat> maybe as, I don't know, if, if you're just like messing around, you just want to watch something that's kind of funny, like, if like, I don't know, like, if you're, like, you're not really paying attention to it, or, like, if you just want to, like, sit, you know, like, show someone, like, hey, you know, this this is a show that came out, like, in the early 2000s, and it, you know, only had one one short season, you know, maybe. Do you, do you think the show you know, could have could have lasted if it was, like, maybe developed better? <clears throat> I mean, I, I only watched the pilot episode, so I don't yeah. know, but, like, based off of that, <clears throat> I think that if they if they didn't make for one thing the set was also very limited i mean like most most of the scenes only took place on like the club and like well i guess technically the same thing happened in that 70s show they spent a lot of time in the basement but like um i don't know i mean if, if they developed yeah if they developed the characters more and they did more um i don't know just more cinematography just you know take some more risks i mean like like, you know, the very first episode, pilot episode of that 70s show, you know, Eric gets drunk or whatever, and it actually makes, like, the room, like, spinning, you know, when he's trying to talk to his parents or whatever, yeah. you know. Like, that was pretty, that was pretty cool, you know, like, you know, if it took some more risks, I think, you yeah, know, doing stuff like that, not just trying to make, like, a, a straight sitcom, which I think is maybe what they were trying to do with that show, like, get it, it takes place in the 80s, but... We're also going to make it look kind of like an 80s show at the same time, sort of, but not all yeah. the way. So, yeah, I, th- I think that if, if they if they thought about it a little bit more and maybe if they took more risks and if they kind of knew exactly what they wanted to do. Because there are shows that sometimes will, will alternate between, like, making it a satire about that kind of show and making it like that show, too. So it's not like yeah. it has to be one or the other. You know what I mean? Um yeah, I mean, there's a difference between, like, the Brady Bunch movies where they make fun of the Brady Bunch in a way. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Those and, are good movies, though. And watching <laughs> the actual Brady Bunch. Um, but uh, the, um, yeah, the, um, yeah I, I think, you know, the only reason to really watch this is to see a young Glenn Howerton and a young Shiler Lee. Yeah. That's, that's basically it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rest of the cast are pretty good, but, uh, you know... Like, like the dad, um, he was on uh, that um, Unhappily Ever After show, which, okay, speak, speaking, I, of I Married with, speaking of Married with Children, which was like basically yeah. a Married with Children kind of clone crea- yeah. created by the same people, but with a, talk, oh, wow. with, but with a talking bunny. And, um, but he was basically, yeah. he was basically playing that same character in a way. So it was kind of like, I mean, he's a good actor, Jeff Pearson, but it's, it's just kind of i mean i've seen him in a lot of things where he's he's a really good character actor mm-hmm. and but this i don't know it just seems like it was a retread um but yeah like, like i said young shiler lee young uh glenn howerton young Brittany daniel actually um it, yeah. it's good it's good to watch for that aspect you know the cast is good but mm-hmm. i wouldn't really watch much of it i mean it's not like a rewatchable show um yeah anyways um anything else matt before we go um you know just um if you want to check out um my old guitar teacher's album he's a jazz guitarist um he's got a new album coming out called low rent space um from the what's it called the quick quartet i think is what band name is called um Jason Quick is his name. Yeah, Jason Quick. Really, really good guitar, good jazz guitar. Um, you know, if you don't like jazz guitar, you know, it's it's not... He's got his own style that's kind of... Kind of makes it a little bit more listenable for people who maybe don't normally listen to jazz, so it's not like it's too, like... like you gotta be, like, part of the jazz elite to listen to this, you know, type of thing or whatever. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if there is such a thing called a jazz elite. It's like an organization... Like, you know, membership kind of thing. Like, they're they're all reptilian people. Yeah, yeah, they're reptilian jazz. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, it's it's true. We we said it on the internet, so it's true now. We don't yes, we don't need evidence. We don't need evidence um, of proof. No, um, no, no. 
<laughs> it's in the Bible. Anyways, um, the uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, check that out. Check out Matt's music. Um, be sure to uh, like our Facebook page, follow our Facebook group. Um, go to all two real two dot com. Um, that'll just take you to our Facebook page if you want to go there. Um, right now, um, do us a big favor. Here's something I haven't asked for in a while. Go on iTunes and give us a review. I don't even care if it's a bad yeah. one. Yeah. Just give us a review. Because um, the more reviews you get, the the more chances uh, people will listen to the show. Um, it helps with the metrics and all that shit I don't understand. Um, all that algorithm crap. Yeah. yeah. Algorithm. Ooh. It, get it? Because Al Gore claims he invented the internet, which we all know he they, did not because he's a liberal. Uh. That, that explains it all. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm Alex Jones, and, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the frogs are becoming gay. And, um, anyway, so. <laughs> and I subsist on a diet off of beer and chicken wings, buffalo wings, and my mm-hmm. voice completely shot. Yep. Okay. New world order. Yep. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> Keep America great. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. so uh, be sure to you know check that out. Like our like like our pages, like our show. Follow us. You know, just whatever you can do, share the show. I yeah. want to get us more listeners, and I think we can. Me too. Um, so um, if you if because people ask how they can support the show, and that's basically how you can. And if you do support the show. Like Bartles and James, you know what I'll say? Thanks for your support. <laughs> Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. Okay.